What's up, Spurs fans? Welcome back in to another SSPN live stream. Uh, we'll wait for a couple of y'all to get in here, but while we're waiting a little bit, Ethan, what is your favorite Spurs regular season memory? Oh, gosh. I actually have one. You can answer first then. I got to okay. think about this. So the only reason is literally just because I was at the game. Um, but and, and unfortunately, we lost. But it was LaMarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. There was that triple overtime game. And it was like one of I think it might have been LaMarcus's last season in Portland. Maybe not. But it was a triple overtime game and we ended up losing. But like we came back like three times in that game, like at the end of the fourth, the end of overtime number one and the end of overtime number two. And then we ended up losing in triple OT. So it was tragic, but it was also one of the best games I've ever went to. Damian Lillard had like 55. I think LaMarcus might have went crazy in that game too. But it was just, it was super cool. I forget when it was, but it was a a really fun game. And I was there. I was up in the nosebleeds, but still, it was insane. Yeah, sounds crazy. Uh, Man, that's a tough question to answer. (laughs) I'm going to go with the two that immediately came to my mind. I know people are going to be mad at me though because they're like, they're, they're recent, they're mm-hmm. recent memories because obviously I'm not old enough to have watched Spurs back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first one's going to be LaMarcus's 56 point game and the triple overtime against the Oklahoma city thunder. Gotcha. And my second one, what was the other one? Crap. Oh, it was um last season's, big blowout win over the set number two seeded Phoenix Suns. Yeah, that uh, was actually, that was a fun one. That was a really fun game. I remember watching that and that was just super cool. Like we said, to see, see guys mm-hmm. like Trey Jones and Devin Vassell, like play crucial minutes against yeah. a good team. Obviously Phoenix was just off that night as we saw, they went all the way to the finals, but still it, w- it was cool to see the young guys succeed against the talented team. Especially since we didn't have, I thought it was going to be a blowout in the other direction. Yeah, we didn't have exactly. Demar Derozan, we didn't have Me Patty too. Mills, and we didn't have Jakob Pertl. We had my boy Eubanks and Lucas Samanich <laughs> in the starting lineup, and we came out with a pretty impressive win, like you said. So that, that's a great memory too. The most impressive part of that is is that Lucas Samanich started that game. He didn't play that many only minutes. to get pulled. <laughs> even oh, even when everybody's hurt, still couldn't still couldn't be on the court. Unfortunate. Yep. Hopefully, uh, I think he'll be better with the offseason development, but once again, we'll have to see. But anyways, we do have some Spurs news, Ethan. We'll start off from the top. Uh, can we? I wish I could play like some music and we could like turn off the lights and have our lights flicker uh-huh. for Chandler Hutchinson. Unfortunately, <laughs> no longer a San Antonio Spur. I know that he, I, I was I was really hoping that he would make the team. I, I wanted that would have just been such a funny storyline to keep going back to. And you know what's crazy is like immediately after he gets cut, the freaking Suns went and picked him up. So it yeah. wasn't like this dude wasn't valued. So it'll be very interesting. I know, yeah, we didn't really need another wing, but I would have rather had him over Al Farouk Aminu. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, I guess KB, now I guess that gets to the question, though, do you have KBD or Chandler? And at this point, I would just say KBD just because he knows the system more. So I guess it, it works out, which is the second thing. We signed Kieta Bates-Diop right after to once again go over the 15-player cap. And it's a two-year NBA deal. He's not mm-hmm. going to Austin with Joe Wieskamp. He is going to the NBA. So that is a very interesting signing. Wasn't expecting it. I'm happy about it because I'd rather have him than Alfred Camino. We were texting about that. 
because um, they're effectively the same player at this point, um, except KBD's younger and better. Like what Alfred Camino used to be good at, maybe KBD's not as good of a defender, but he's a better shooter and a better offensive player overall and still a pretty good defender. So I know we're talking about third string power forwards right now, but that's what that's what the offseason is, baby. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but you hit it right on the nail, man. Kata Bates D up got signed again. I wasn't upset at all. I was actually happy because I like Kata Bates D up and he has, you know, I think a, uh, some good rapport with the other players. I think Derek immediately posted that on his Instagram, like repost on his story or whatever. They obviously is a good chemistry he guy. Yeah, uh, he was at the little get together. Fiesta thing. Yeah. yeah, he was there, and I was a little surprised that we cut him in the first place. I think we were still trying to make the cap work and maybe make another move at that point, and then obviously we didn't, so we signed him back. Not I think. Entirely I right. think what happened is we gave we gave him the qualifying offer, and mm-hmm. nothing happened. And probably what happened was. Well, I think, well, no, we gave him the qualifying offer and then we renounced his rights. Yes. But probably what happened was the Spurs were like, hey, we still want you, but we got to do this to do all this other offseason stuff that we're about to do. Don't worry. You're not even going to be on a two-way, but they probably just told him what was going to happen. So Probably. But yeah, I like him a lot more than I like Al Farouk Aminu. And if the rumors are true that we're still trying to trade Thaddeus uh, Young, then it's a great pickup because he's a guy, like you said, that can slot into that third string or maybe even backup role at power That's, forward because if they trade that maybe they're planning on, i mean with it all depends luka, with the way luka looked last year you can't mm-hmm. rule out ta to picks t off starting yeah or or like you like we said last episode it's crazy their whole plan is to ignore what we're saying because, I mean, why would they listen to us? Yeah, and they're right. going to put that, Keldon Johnson at the starting four yeah. or Dougie McBuckets at the starting that's four true. or something like that's that. And I either way, Doug McDermott. Yeah. E- either way, Kata Bates is a good depth guy. Like you said, he has a lot of upside for somebody that won't be getting that many minutes, maybe, possibly. Who knows? Maybe he's shown a lot of improvement that we just haven't seen because he doesn't get that much playing time. Um, so there's also that. He's a guy who's willing to be your third string mm-hmm. three slash four, but could be a backup. And that's yeah. what you want. That's exactly what you want. So, And he fits the age demographic and clearly has yes. a good rapport with our guys, which is very important on a young and team. From a from a really good college, Ohio State, too. That's mm-hmm. another thing, and this is kind of off topic, but another thing I've noticed about this Spurs young core, they're all from like big basketball schools. Washington, Colorado, Miami, Ohio State. Trey Jones is from Duke. Devin Vassell's from Florida State. Yeah. You know, other than other than the foreign guys, really, all of our American players are from like, like even even yeah. uh, Zach Collins is from Gonzaga. Yep. And Eubanks uh, is from uh, Oregon State. Oregon State, another good program. And I know we just signed Doug McDermott, so hasn't been a part of the program. It's not like we drafted him, but still, mm-hmm. he's from uh, Creighton. Creighton. And yeah. they base him. I know there was some bad stuff that happened with his dad recently, but still, he and his dad like built that program. You know, yeah. his season. So, like when he was going crazy in college. So that's a theme that I never really like. It was obvious, but I just never thought about it. So. Interesting, interesting mm-hmm. stuff. But we already got a comment saying Spurs next big three. They want to hear it. They want to hear. Oh, he's he's saying Trey Jones. So Luis Trey with a Y. Oh, and he, and he might be giving us. Uh, he might be giving us his. But before we get into that, okay, we're going to cover one more thing, and that is that our boy Matt Nielsen is going to be on the sidelines with Becky Hammond and Greg Popovich. This was such an obvious signing, but I yeah. guess I was like, 
I think they'll keep him in Austin because he's doing such a good job there. But I should have known that they were just going to move him up. I feel like it was super obvious. That's what they've done in the past. And it's a great signing. Head coach of the Australian national team obviously has done well with the Austin Spurs and therefore has a relationship with the players on our roster because he's been a coach with the Austin Spurs. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but, you know, the the younger guys, more recent ones. Um, so just a great, great signing. I'm, I'm very happy about it. What do you think? I agree with you 100%. And something I didn't realize until today when I was doing a little bit of research on Matt, he's a three-time NBL champion. He three-peated oh, in the NBL. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. 16, 17. Or actually, he didn't three-peat. That makes sense, though. 16, I mean, 17, and 19. So three championships, one back-to-back, and then a year after that. Um, so, yeah, he, he's obviously a guy that has a lot of experience internationally, something that we're used to. And I don't know what I expected us to do, but this is – it makes perfect sense. Like you said, he's a guy that learned under Pop a little bit. He's been in the system. Why not just promote him? The G League team usually does pretty well. Um, so I like to see that promotion there. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's really the Spurs news here today, guys. Once again, Chandler Hutchinson, rest in peace. <laughs> Phoenix. Um, Keita Bates-Diop on a two-year deal. Now we may have to, once again, question of Thaddeus Young – moving or Alfaruk Aminu getting cut still up in the air with that signing it makes that more possible and then Matt Nielsen being our new assistant coach which is just a good thing I mean it's Mm -hmm. another Olympic basketball coach you can't be mad at it yeah but let's get into the good stuff Luis has already given us his big three he says Trey Jones Keldon Johnson and Josh Primo who do you do you want to go first on this have you thought this out yet Ethan or are you coming in raw turkey after class I thought about this during okay. class, okay. Uh, actually. We won't tell your professor. Yeah, please don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, my, my big three, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson. I think he's the the obvious pick because he has so much upside and he's shown tremendous improvement after his rookie season and then even after this season, um, just consistently improving at that position. Um, somebody that has a lot of upside. And then DeJounte Murray, I think, is going to be an all-star level player Next year, uh, that, that's my big, that's my big hot take. Maybe he won't be an all star, but I think he's going to be at that caliber of that like borderline. Like maybe he's a snub. I don't think that that's crazy to say at all. I don't think so either. He's very versatile. He's a great defender, like we've seen, and his offensive game has continued to take steps each season. He's got that mid range jumper. I think he's going to be our go to scorer next season. Um, so there's just a tremendous ceiling for Dejounte, even still, despite having a few years under his belt. And my third member of the big three, I don't think is on the team yet. Um, I don't think that third guy, I think our third guy is going to be coming to us in the next couple seasons in the draft. I don't think Primo, I think Primo, I don't think Primo is going to be our big three star. I still think we're missing that number one centerpiece. We're missing the Duncan. I think that Keldon and DeJounte can be the Tony and the Manu, but we're still looking for that Duncan player. Okay. Okay. So I went a little bit out there. Um, I think there's a lot of different, like there's a lot of different places that you could go with this. Um, And I agree with like what a lot of what you said, like your point about DJ and him improving year to year, like we'll get into that a little later in our next topic, but that's something that I had written down because I just wanted to talk about that because I feel like we forget so much like his, regardless of all the crap that you can say about DeJounte or maybe the mistakes that he's made in games that just make you go like, you know, head slap. Look, this dude has improved from year to year and it's, it's something that we have to discuss, but my big three, 
I actually I have to, I'm going to throw two at you that are probably you're going to think these are curveballs, but I'm literally going off of guys because the the thing is I thought about it, and I thought about this Derek and Dejounte, and while I do think there is a slight chance for both of them that they could become all star level players, a part of a big three, I think that. I don't know, maybe it's not their contract that tells me this, but I just, and maybe this is crazy, I just think that they're going to be, like, B-plus guys. Like, I just don't know if they can really, like, take over that role. We'll have to see that this year, but I have not been proven that yet. Like, yeah, I talk about the Derek series a lot against the Nuggets, but at the same time, since then, like, that's the only thing we've seen. And we've seen DeJounte have, like, a big game before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't Mm -hmm. technically in the playoffs, but you get what I'm saying. Um, but my big three, so I have Keldon, obviously, right? Because, I mean, he's, when you look at all of the young guys on our roster, Keldon is the furthest ahead of all of them at the age that he is at, right? If you mm-hmm. look back at Lonnie when he was 21, Derek, DeJounte, et cetera, right? Well, Derek's still in college, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, but point is he's ahead of all of them. So definitely he's going to be in the picture. I think that Keldon has a chance to actually be the number one guy. I think that he can be the Duncan, if you if you will. Um, mm. I don't think that he's going to be Tim Duncan, but I think that he could be a star player that leads us to a championship. Not more, you know, not two, not three. Just I'm just talking about one. Um, I think Keldon could be that guy potentially. But depending on how the next three or four years goes, maybe my mind changes. You know, because I also felt like Dejounte could be that guy. And honestly, when you were talking earlier about Dejounte, it kind of made my hopes. You know, maybe maybe a little more optimistic, but for the sake of this, I had Josh Primo. I actually had Josh Primo on there on the Future Spurs Big Three because he's just 18. He's so raw. And the thing is, is that we've already seen him play multiple roles. We see that he can run an offense and, you know, pull up from like 40 or, you know, do a floater like and be on ball and create his own shot. But then we've also seen him, you know, in Alabama come in and be able to just catch and shoot and play defense. And the fact that he's so young, I just, like, you can't put a ceiling on him yet. Um, so I, I, that's why I have him in the future Spurs Big 3, because with his just untapped potential, like, that's, you know, the 2K thing we always talk about. Like, yeah. he's, he's got the question mark right now. We don't know. We haven't scouted him yet. So because there's that question mark, I'm going to err on the side that it's, you know, a high A grade <laughs> in 2K mm. terms and put him in this. But my third guy, this is one that also might be a little bit interesting is Devin Vassell. So this one at first, I wasn't going to choose Devin, but then I thought about, yeah, and I know it's just summer league, but once again, I also thought about where he is at in his like Spurs tenure in comparison to other guys. I know, yes, we had injuries, but still the fact that he was on the roster and not in the G league, like we sent Trey Jones and Luca down. Luca was in his second year. They sent them to the bubble. We didn't send Devin. We sent Keldon to the G League. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't yeah. send Vassell. He's further ahead of everybody else as of right now. Obviously, that can change. And you can kind of, y'all can kind of see for this three, like the framework uh, or the mindset that I'm kind of thinking in. But with Vassell, once again, just obviously his three point shooting ability and his defensive ability, right? Those are the name of the game in winning games in the NBA. But the bag that he showed in the uh in the summer league there's been some Kawhi comparisons to Vassell there's been some maybe if he can develop his offensive game he could be you know that type of player for us a lockdown defender who also just has a you know a dog mentality on offense obviously he'd be different because he's 6'5 and Mm -hmm. not the same frame and everything 
Um, but that's somebody who also, I think, has the potential to be that type of player for us. You know, the, so these are all kind of visions of these guys that, you know, you look at when you look at their draft. When you're drafting these guys and you say, who could they be? That's kind of what I'm going off of in mm-hmm. this big three. Where if I wanted to just be like concrete, I could have just been like, oh, Keldon, Derek, DeJounte. But I was like, I'll be a little bit eclectic. So I think your Devin comparison, I think you need a better one. Um, I was just thinking about this. Chris Middleton, I think, is his ceiling. That's a good, yeah. And hey, think, that's a championship number two. It, yeah, it is. It is. And I, I think I like his upside right now a little bit more than I like Primo's. He could still grow, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Vassell is, like, that's, I forget about that. He's got five years. He could be, you talk about Chris Middleton, he could be six, seven in three years. Yeah. Who knows, you know? He could be. Same with Kelvin. You said yeah. it already looks like it, so. Or I don't know if you said it. Somebody said that. Somebody said it. I don't think it was me. <laughs> I was like, thank you for the compliment, Jude. No, 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 no. Well, not you. I was, yeah, it was another friend, another Spurs. I am always but, saying truth. Yes. So I appreciate you recognizing <laughs> that. <laughs> hey, Kel- I'll be interested, though, because Kelden did look big in the Olympics. He did he look little, big. He did he's look yoked. Little, yeah, and he looked. He did look a little taller, too. So maybe mm-hmm. he's 6'6". Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But Shout out to Luis, though. Trey Jones is a sleeper pick in this scenario, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because I if like he can. That. Me too. If he can get going, he and Devin have a have a good rapport based on what I saw in the summer league. Um, and he's such a, a, a talented playmaker. I can't I can't talk about that enough. He's such a willing passer. I love his game overall. And if you can pair him with a guy like Devin, a guy like Primo, these guys are just offensive, you know, scorers. You know, that's a that's a dangerous combination. And then Kelvin, of course, as well. I just think the way that he can run an offense. Remember mm-hmm. how I told you when we were watching that? I was like, I think he's the most pure point guard on our roster. And 100%. I still, and I still say that. But I like what you said about DeJounte. I think DeJounte is going to be in a ball-dominant role this year mm-hmm. where he's going to be our go-to scorer, and we're going to see more of the little – when he does the and ones. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be literally our team. Like he's It's going to be DeJounte versus everybody every game, and we're going to go like 36-41 and 41. <laughs> And yep. <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny to watch, honestly. <laughs> I think DeJounte Murray is going to take the same step that Shea Gilders Alexander took when Chris Paul yeah. left the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that gap between those two players is going to just slowly close. Except DeJounte is going to think that he's better than he is. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, but, but I like gonna, that. But player. it's going to work. But it's going to oh, work. Yeah. But it's going to be entertaining television. I, I can tell you that. Speaking of DeJounte Murray, the second topic that we had for today's show is which Spur has the highest ceiling on the roster. And DeJounte was somebody that I was very tempted to pick. There's another person I'm very tempted to pick. But DeJounte has such an interesting argument because there's literally no evidence that you can go off of that tells you that he won't get better this year. Every yeah. single year, he's got better at everything. So it's like... That's a really hard thing to deny, even though he's not my guy with the highest ceiling. It's just that's something that you can't deny. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting to float him out there. But but who do you have? Yeah, it depends on how we frame the question. If it's in the okay. short term, if we're talking about the next couple of years, long term, long term, at like the end of their career yeah, type. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh I think the easy pick would be Primo simply because he has the most time. There's so much that's yeah. unknown about him. But I'm going to I'm going to branch out and I'm going to say Devin Vassell because to me he has the most tools naturally gifted to him. 
He's got a perfect body if he gets, especially if he gets a little bit more muscle on him. A perfect body for the um, current day NBA, where he's long, he's a little bit trimmer, he can shoot, he can score on the in the mid range. He's got turnaround jumpers. He can kind of get in the post a, a little bit. I mean, not like Kobe level, but he's working toward that. And he's got surprising athleticism. Like you look at him and you don't think, oh, this guy can't really jump out of the gym. I mean, he can get up there with the best of them. He can put down some some sick posters. We've seen that in the G League or not G League, the summer league and in the regular season. Um, and all that being said, he still is one of our best perimeter defenders. And that will only continue to improve as he gets more comfortable with the team and the chemistry and switching gets better. I think he has all the tools there. It just depends on what he wants to do with them going forward. Well. Alexander agrees. Once again, Alexander, thank you for being in here. Um, so I do have a small forward, and it's not Devin Vassell. But I Dougie McBuckets. <laughs> Doug McBuckets. He's going to be the MVP. No, um, uh, I, I have Keldon. I think, I think that there's a chance that he can be, like, I don't think, I think most likely he's like a number two guy on a championship team. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a chance and specifically in this Spurs situation, because he's the best player, in my opinion, talent-wise on the team, um, right now, at least, like, in the situation, he's going to be, you know, like, it's going to be him, Derek, and DeJounte next year. Like, if we had to pick a big three for next year, it's those three guys, right? Yeah. Do, do you think there's anybody else on the roster that would overtake Keldon in that third role? I don't think so. Yeah. I Like, you could say there are some vets, but unless unless Pop is like, Doug, run point. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that I don't think that he's gonna you know take over Kelvin. I don't think it's gonna be Rudy Gay, Patty Mills 2.0 with these vets. It's not this time. It doesn't. The personnel doesn't match up with that. So I just think that once again, what we've seen from him, the fact that he's already on the Olympic team at 21 years old, and his ability to shoot the ball pretty well right now the way that he's also shown a little bit more of his bag, because if his bag gets developed on offense, that's a problem. That's a problem because right now he's just running to the rim and just out muscling people. If he can get some crossovers or just have a little finesse with a floater where he doesn't have to use his strength, that is going to be a deadly combo. If he can get some skills and then combine his strength with that. I mean, that is no, I was about to say LeBron levels. That's not LeBron levels. That's not, because there's just no way that Kevin's good or Kevin Keldon is going to be that type of a ball handler. I don't know. Maybe prove me wrong. That'd be awesome. But if he can get, you know, some more crossovers and um, just get, get, you know, expand his bag, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, he will be a deadly offensive player. And I think he's only going to get better shooting wise with Chip England. Um and the start that he had, even though his shot doesn't look the prettiest, it goes in. And that's like yeah. a lot, like we were talking about it. His shot is ahead of where DeJounte was. You know what I'm saying? And even if it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't seem like it when you watch him shoot. But once again, Keldon Johnson has done so much in the first three years of his career that so many other Spurs that are very talented haven't. And yeah. that is why he has my highest ceiling. But I'm, I wouldn't be mad at Primo. Like I said, I was very tempted to pick Primo. Uh, and Vassell is is a great argument too. And I kind of, with Vassell, I kind of see it maybe a little bit more than Keldon because I think the thing with Vassell is that he th- that lengthy player, like 
I don't know what it is in today's NBA, but that's just an advantage that fits really well with the game. Like, if this was the 80s, Keldon, in this comparison, would do better. You know what I'm saying? But because of today's game, when I'm thinking about it after you said it, and I'm looking at what Alexander said as well, that probably Vassell might have the highest ceiling. But I still still think Keldon could be a guy there, too, so... I can't disagree with Keldon. I love Keldon Johnson's game, and I'm not worried about his shooting. We've all seen that he's got the interior game. He's a, he's a solid defender who only continue to get better on that end. To me, what will put Keldon above Devin is if he can really improve tremendously with his ball handling. Yes, yeah. If he can become a, it doesn't have to be Kyrie level, but if he can just be, you know, you have to worry about your ankles Pretty when he good. touches the ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't you can't just like really plant your feet like you have to move your feet when he gets the ball because like like you said right now he basically he catches it he either pump fake and jab and then go one direction or he'll you know shoot the ball and another thing is too this is the first time in his career that he hasn't been able to just bully people he was able to do it in high school and he was able to do it in college yeah so if he can get that handle underneath him there's no telling how high his ceiling could be it could be crazy i have a feeling while we're talking about this that's probably what he's been working on I hope so. Fingers I, crossed. Because that's a dangerous player. Yeah, yeah. And regardless, the Olympics experience is just a great thing. That's just a fantastic mm-hmm. thing for him. He's a gold medalist. Like, that was just, that boosted his potential just because of doing that at such a young age. And yeah, we lucked out because Pop was the head coach. But it still happened, <laughs> so we reaped the benefits. Yes. <laughs> and Primo's case, Primo has a case because he's so young, but I still need to see more um uh, more games from him. It, it can even be we just don't have games. enough tape. Yeah, I just I don't trust his Alabama tape because it's Alabama basketball, and you it's know? not the role that he's going to play into. No, not at all. And he's he had some flashes. That game, he had flashes. Yeah, yeah, he had flashes in the summer league, but he didn't play enough for me to like make a clear cut decision on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's really all we had planned. Um, is there anything anything else pressing on your mind, Ethan? And if y'all want to shoot anything in the comments, go ahead, feel free. Hmm. We got to interview uh, my man Drew Eubank. So if you're watching this, Drew, get on the show. We'd love to interview you. We got the poster I signed. Can't pull it out, but it's that ah, pause. Oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yes, that was good. Right there, right there. That's a Drew Eubanks poster in the mirror. Oh, I see, see, I see it. it. Right? Yeah. And it's signed. Go go back like three episodes or so, and that's that's when I pulled it out. I don't feel like taking it out again. So, anyways, well, but the, I think that'll wrap things up then. Yeah. Oh, and one last thing, Jude. Wait, Sorry I to see also a comment too. But we can go to the comment first. We can go to the comment first. Okay. So yeah, it's not that Keldon won't be that high, but the long arms of the cell and shooting, and that's exactly. Like, not only with, like, the pace of the game does the length work, but he, yeah, exactly. He can get, because he's just, that will help with steals on defense and mm-hmm. also just, you know, laterally, quickness. I mean, so many different things, little things you could go into with length. But definitely offensively, I mean, we talked about that so many times, the separation that he's been able to get from some of these dudes. Like, yeah. even though he's only 6'5", is because of that wingspan. So that's a great point, Alexander. Yeah, I agree with you, Alexander. And the last thing I wanted to say was no disrespect to Lonnie Walker uh, in this entire episode because we haven't mentioned his name one time. And, like, 
two years ago, he would have been the entire episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have been the entire episode. I'm so like I, mad now. I this is fueling. We're fueling his Instagram posts right now. I yeah, we are. I, I hope he <laughs> sees this because I really. I we don't think believe he, in you, Lonnie. <laughs> I think he has the has the potential to kick. Uh, somebody out of the big three no, at least this season if, if he goes stupid like we thought he was if he looks like he did in miami which i truly believe he still has it in him it's just been a crappy situation he could be the best player on the team he was compared to Dwayne wade coming out of like college yeah. So I hope he proves us wrong i hope he belongs in this revive, big three in your contract year revive your career <laughs> That's my. That needs to be Lonnie's, Lonnie's motto. Yes, one hundred percent. That's all I had to say, though. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, facts, Alexander. He could. Mm-hmm. It's all about could, but coulda, shoulda, woulda. You got to do. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for the few of you that did come out today. I know it's NFL day, and I'm sure. And there will be a bunch of people that'll catch this afterwards. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, thank you guys though that we're here. We appreciate you guys as always. Um, once again. If you have not already, let's do a little bit of housekeeping at the end of the show. Follow and subscribe to Spurs Tube TV for some more Spurs content that will be coming out. And also, go to their website. Get you some SSPN or some Spurs Film Room, some SSPN OG, whatever you want. If you want some merchandise from your favorite Spurs YouTube content, definitely go out there and get it. But also, if you're like, bruh, I got bills to pay, no worries. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero for the podcast postings, postings about this, um, any news about the show, all that stuff. And once again, even though we're exiting SSPN right now, go Spurs go, and we'll catch you on the next one.